1: Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 with Neil Johnson on Vision.
0: Let's return to a conversation that we've begun to talk about last week when we talked about relationships and some of the challenges that we face when we're perhaps getting a little hot under the collar. At times when we are very quick to react rather than to take some time and make sure that everyone in our conversation is looked after. We were talking last week about being in the heat of the moment, and back today to talk some more about relationships, with the thought that we need to take time to process what's going on in our relationships so that we don't mess things up. Good to be back today with Peter Sorkia, who's a former pastor, now a Christian therapeutic life coach, who leads Peter Empowering You. Peter, welcome back to 2020.
1: Thank you for having me again. It's a pleasure to be back.
0: Peter, last time we were talking about what we do in the heat of the moment, whether that's in our marriage or we were talking a little more specific too around what happens when those family relationships tend to turn sour and uh, we have arguments with our teenagers. Let's talk Mm -hmm. today about how we might just process things a little better here. What are your thoughts?
1: Yes. Well, perhaps I'll just um, preface that by saying the reason we can't process at the time that we're having an argument or it's in the heat of the moment is because the hormones, adrenaline and cortisol are raging and we cannot think coherently, logically or empathically or any other way (laughs) that's clear because the prefrontal cortex, which is where we get those feelings of um, logical thinking and feelings of care about others, that the blood flow is shut off or greatly reduced from that area and has gone to the parts of the body for fight and flight. So we can't physiologically, psychologically think clearly in the heat of the moment. So don't even try. What happens when we do, Neil, is that we just let it all out. We feel better, but we've dumped on those that we care about. So the best way to process is to take time out. (laughs) It sounds easy. It's not because you want to have a go. You want to get back. You want to defend. You want to fight. But it just won't help. You'll end up with um, an argument that is raging out of control and it's defense and attack, defend and attack, defend and attack. So the best thing is to have a a signal or something, you know, make a T signal or say, Give me five, give me ten, and go away and just start to relax a little bit. Um, One of the best things you can do, Neil, let me give you this tip, is to take some very, very slow, deep, deep, long breaths. (laughs) It sounds very simple and even too simple, but it is very therapeutically sound and scientifically sound. And, you know, I always think of... um, Genesis where God made man. And then when he breathed life into man, then man came alive. So I like to think about the breath that we take can be God filled breath, can be a gift from God. Each breath is a gift in fact.
0: Peter, one of the big challenges that we might have in this circumstance is not always just taking some time out personally, but Actually, agreeing to a time with the other person where you're in the heat of the argument that we might actually get together having taken some deep breaths and thought things through (laughs) and been able to process those things. Agreeing on a time might not be so easy in the heat of the moment.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. The best thing to do to work out what it's going to look like is to do it when there's no heat in the moment. So if you have a bit of a history with your teen or with your neighbor or with your best friend or your workmate or your spouse, then it might be good once you're all nice and calm and getting along well to say, look, you know, if and when we have any future issues between us, um, let's perhaps take some time out so that we can regroup and come back in whatever you decide, whether it be 20 minutes or um, the evening, whatever you both decide might be applicable for your relationship. And then have a signal that you work out. And that's what I said about the T, making a a T sign with your hands. Or it might just be you put your hand up, your hands up, you know, your fins, you know, give me a break. Um, Or it might just say, you might have a phrase that you say, uh, I just need to take five. Or, you know, whatever it is, have a signal you've pre-worked out and then employ it in the heat of the moment.
0: When you're finding it really difficult, I mean, sometimes you've got the fight on. Other times, someone will get out and stomp uh, out of the room, and you'll get a silent treatment. There's different ways that people can respond when there is heat of the moment. I imagine you've got to be a little bit discerning as to how you're responding in those times. Yes.
1: That's such a big topic that you've just opened up, Neil. I don't quite know where to go, but let me just sort of touch on it. When somebody doesn't address and doesn't want to go there, so they leave, that's called avoidance. And that is a strategy that many people employ to get away because it's not safe and Often you'll find that in relationships, marriage relationships, so one might avoid, so they won't address the issues. So I've got one client who will run, literally run, and not speak for days. And it happened when something happened when I was working with her between us, and so I couldn't reach her for good many, many, many days. She was running from me. So that's an avoidant tendency and that comes from when things weren't safe in our childhood. And then you've got the others that turn around and fight um, and they stand up for themselves and they're going to win no matter what. So that can come from a similar background where it wasn't safe but we didn't fight then and now we're going to fight now.
0: And there might be other strategies to employ when we talk about fight being more than just a verbal argument. Uh, When it comes to uh, fists involved or throwing things, I imagine there's other strategies, and I think we're probably not getting into that today. But when we've got just the strained relationship, Peter, and when the argument is on, there is the heat of the moment, you're saying, take some time out, process what you're doing, If you're not finding that there's an opportunity for breakthrough and, you know, in previous conversations, we've talked about, you know, forgiveness and humility and those sorts of things. How might you know when it's time to seek further help? Sometimes with someone who might be a family friend trusted by both sides who could be a mediator. How do you know when to call out for some extra help to help your relationship get better?
1: Oh, that's a great question. A good indication is when you are going round and round in circles in the relationship, so things are just like a, a carbon copy pattern of things that have happened before, events that have happened, um, relational issues, and when you're going round and round in your mind, or should I say or perhaps one or the other or both. So when you're going round and round in your mind and you're saying, you're talking to this person in your head, what you would say, what you wanted to say, and how things should have played out but there's no change. So now's the time to get some help. Now's the time to get somebody to come in. And look, you know, in the past... my husband and I, many years ago, we, we did get our pastor over and we did have a chat with our pastor. And our pastor had a chat with my husband, the pastor had a chat with me. I went for a little walk. And um, so that was the beginning of uh, some really big changes that my husband and I did begin to implement. But we needed that outside assistance. And then we did some courses and whatnot for marriage. And that was they were so helpful. Yeah, so when the issues are repeating themselves, There's no change. There seems to be just um, something that's not uh, changing, something that's not making any movement then it's time to get that outside help.
0: And your pastor often has some deeper gifts, Uh, more than just a great speaker on a Sunday, but oftentimes coming into uh, issues around relationships, pastors can be very, very effective because they're often trusted by both people who are in the conversation, both people who are in the conflict. That's a good place to start, isn't it, for getting some help? Just approach your pastor.
1: Oh, yes. Look, our pastor that talked to both of us, oh, He's still a friend today, he's no longer a senior pastor, but he's still such a friend because yes, we both trusted him and we both um, were able to put our vulnerabilities out there before him and he was sensitive enough to be gentle with the both of us. Um, So for me, I worked with him as a pastor, so he was talking to me like a a staff member, an employee, um, somebody part of the team and with my husband he was man to man and my husband was an elder so he was able to talk to him on that level yeah so it's it's really great to have someone like that in your life if if you do have someone like that it's wonderful if you don't then get some outside help from a counselor or coach or um some someone in the psychiatric arena but somebody, look, I think it's best to go with someone who is a Christian because they know your heart, they know where you're coming from, and they can relate to you on that level that is a godly level that I think is so helpful.
0: Peter, let me point people to how they can connect with you and I know that listeners might be familiar with the fact that you do some online group coaching and you've got one called Online De-Stress God's Way and some de-stress coaching and that's going to be helpful for people who are going through relationship challenges too. Let me point people to the website, PeterEmpoweringYou.com. Peter's a former pastor, now a Christian therapeutic life coach who leads Peter Empowering You. That's PeterEmpoweringYou.com. Peter's also the author of a couple of books, Unfrazzle and Redazzle, Finding Real Peace, God's Peace, and Inquisitive, a reflective journal finding meaning in the middle of your mess. Peter, thanks so much for sharing your heart with us once again today on 2020.
1: Thank you so much once again for having me, Neil. I really appreciate that. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.